Well, you know, sometimes I wonder uh, how people actually see the church. You know, what's their view of the church? Well, yesterday I received a picture from a Christchurch friend, Jennifer Bates, um, which offered her child's view of, of, of our church. You see, little Claire picked up a couple played microphones and handed one to her brother, Asher, and then picked up the other, and this is what she said. Okay, Mommy, let's play church. Asher, you be Pastor Bob, I'll be the singers. <laughs> oh, I hope there's so much more. <laughs> and there is. God has given us a vision, a Christ-inspired vision for our church. And it, it's, it captures the three things that were most ardent and dear to the life and heart of God's own Son. It is to love God, to love others, and to love this world like Jesus, like Him. First and above all, it is to love God like Jesus. Something we took a look at last Sunday. Jesus was once asked, which commandment is the greatest? And without missing a beat, Jesus tapped a verse from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. There is no greater priority for Jesus. And there is no greater priority in our life together as a church. And so we are utterly devoted to help one another, to help you experience deeply the reality of God's love for you, God's stunning, boundless love for you. And we are also utterly devoted to encouraging one another, to encouraging you, and to help equip you to experience a life infused and broken open with love for God. Like any relationship, it, it doesn't happen by accident, but God has given us all that we need to experience that deep, rich, daily relationship with Him that we, can, we see in the life of Jesus. Right? And we see it from the time He's a little boy. Things like a life inspired and shaped by God's Word and promises and the stories of God's people. And a life sustained and, and inspired and guided uh, by the God and the Spirit of God through prayer. That's the how. And it won't happen by accident. It's the, you know, we call it we, uh, the need to clear the way. Our lives can become so cluttered and overcrowded and preoccupied. And Jesus would just, even I think, not only encourage us and poke us, but just beg us to clear away the clutter, to open our lives, open our hearts, make room for God and the love of God in our hearts and in our lives. Now, it doesn't mean we won't have challenges and struggles, even setbacks that stun us. <laughs> but because of Jesus, we know God is with us and God is for us. And God has not left us to face those storms or this walk we call life alone. And that brings us to the second facet of our God-inspired vision and our focus for today. 
to love others like Jesus. In the same breath that Jesus spoke the great commandment about loving God, Jesus tapped another verse of Scripture, this time from, of all places, the book of Leviticus, chapter 19. And he said, to this there is a second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he added, just to bring it home, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Literally, he's saying, all the Scriptures hang on these two things. Wow. You know, someone once put up an amusing billboard to bring home the point. It said, that love thy neighbor thing, I meant that, God. (laughs) And Jesus even took it and takes it a step further. The night before he gave his life for us on a cross, he gathered his friends for a final last supper. Before the supper, he knelt down and washed their feet, and then he looked at them and he said, a new commandment I give you. A new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. In fact, he goes on to say, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. He's the inspiration. He's the measure. And once again, think of it. The second great priority for Jesus, the second great priority for us in our life together as a community of faith is loving others like him. And so as a community of faith, we are utterly devoted to help one another and to help you experience the gift of being deeply and authentically loved. Right? And to encourage you to experience and live a life infused with Christ's love for others. And again, it doesn't happen by accident. You just don't fall into it. Right? We know how life can be. But again, God has given us all we need to help make that happen, right? And the need is incredibly great. The depth of loneliness and isolation in this culture is staggering. Claude Stevens, a Christian writer, put it this way, people are hungry, I would say often, starving for a sense of genuine community, right? of real belonging. They want a place where they can meet others, be known, find friendship, offer their resources and gifts, as well as express their faith. Well, then you get to the rub. What's the how? Well, we chose a picture, right? Something that our culture has lost, but which was a rich facet of our culture and generations past. We call it the front porch. And the how for us is creating a front porch community of faith for one another. You know, the front porch was that place where neighbors and friends and even strangers pass by and you were sitting out front and you could wave to them. Say hello, invite them up to the porch for a glass of lemonade. Get to know their names, find out their hurts, their hopes, their needs. Become their friend and give them the experience of being welcomed, accepted, right? Held in regard and loved and befriended. And you see that that front porch spirit so consistently and powerfully evident in Jesus' life. I mean, Jesus was literally a front porch person. Wherever he went, whoever he met, right? He created a front porch opportunity for them to meet him, to talk with him, to share their hurts and hopes with him, and to receive the welcome and acceptance of God from him, even the touch of God's grace and forgiveness or healing. 
man, you, you read about Jesus' life, and he turned lakesides and hillsides and housetops and sidewalks into front porches where people could experience literally the presence and warmth and touch of God just by drawing near to him from the smallest to the eldest to the most hurting. And you know, he let his followers know that this was part of God's plan. It was an essential part of God's plan to create this loving, spirit and Christ-inspired community that reflects his heart and his kingdom, what life looks like where God reigns, where what matters to God is what happens in people's lives. You see it break out in the early church. In the book of Acts, time and again, it talks about how they would meet together for worship or meet together in one another's homes to to share meals and to sing songs, to encourage one another and to give to one another, to meet needs. And we see it in their letters that, that shaped and inspired the life of those first churches. Like in Romans chapter 15, 7, that beautiful verse, welcome one another just as Christ has welcomed you to the praise of God the Father. Or another beautiful verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Be sure to show hospitality even to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Now that's a mind-bender. The stranger you meet, the stranger you greet, the stranger whose need you take care of could literally be God himself. That was their view. That's how deeply they took this to heart. Wow, that could electrify our daily encounters with people. Well, let me say, I want to paint a little picture. Um, uh, Lisa and I had a chance uh, to visit a a very famous place that is world-renowned for its kind of front porch spirit and hospitality right, and fun. we took a much belated uh, wedding anniversary uh, uh, getaway. Uh, we had our 30th winter wedding anniversary last summer, couldn't get away. Finally, got some days, said, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> and we are so clever. We said, let's wait until after Easter, till after all the spring breaks are done. So we'll just catch that little crowd thing. We just didn't realize that the entire state of California also operates on this game plan. <laughs> They wait until all the rest of us are done, and then they let their kids out. So Lisa and I got to share two marvelous days with 50,000 other people (laughs) from California. But, you know, we have friends. They help us work the park. You know, it was great. They gave us some T-shirts. When the going gets tough, the tough go to Disneyland. Um, And uh, we tested the sword in the stone, and it's probably no surprise to you that Once again, I found out I am not the true king. (laughs) But this is what I wanted to share about Disneyland today. Disneyland is one of those interesting places. Did you know they don't have any employees? They don't. Every person who is part of the Disney community to create that front porch experience for the world is called a cast member. The person representing Mickey and Tigger, Donald and Daisy, right, is no more important in the eyes of Disney 
than the person who serves you food or picks up your trash. Everyone is called a member of the cast. No small parts, no small people, everyone equally important, right, to the goal, the aim, the prize of bringing joy, right, to the hearts of every guest. And you know what kind of reminded me and made me think, oh, Disney stole that from Jesus. He did. He just stole that right from Jesus. And I bet he hasn't paid a nickel of, of, you know, whatever they call that, royalties on that. That was Jesus' vision of the body of Christ, right? All gifted, all powerfully loved by God, and all, right, called and gifted and inspired to play a part in God's loving work in this world. And, and so today, I want to lift up the front porch, right, this Love Others vision of Christ Church, and introduce you to some of our cast members, some of our characters, if you will. First, we are called to be a front porch community of faith on Sunday mornings. We get to practice on one another, right, every Sunday. And actually, there are no dress rehearsals. This is the real thing. And we have this wonderful array of front porch ministries that welcome, you know, babies in the nursery and kids in Christ Kids serve coffee uh, in the commons and greet you at the front door and welcome you to worship. Serve communion, marvelous front porch ministries. You can be part of that. That's the easy stuff. So I want to invite forward uh, uh, the uh, first cast uh, of of characters, uh, the Darling family, no, the True family, the True family. This is Kelly and Julie True. And by the way, it is not easy to leave your chair and to come up and stand next to me and talk. So be praying for him. Thanks for for the warning. (laughs) If you aren't scared, you should be. No, no, it's all good. Um, So Kelly and Julie, how did you first get connected to Christchurch? Well, about... Ten years ago, uh, when we were pregnant with our daughter Shelby, we knew that we wanted to find a church that we could call home. And someone we knew uh, referred us to Christ Church, and we came and we checked out the church in the warehouse, and here we are. Sweet. And you have connected and served in a lot of ways uh, over the years. Um, And most recently, you've become part of the First Touch team. You're uh, part of the cast of cast members who are our hosts on Sunday morning. You've even involved your two girls, all right, Shelby right. and Lauren. Yeah. Well, I'm praying for you. Um, <laughs> uh, what would you say is kind of a highlight or, uh, or a joy for you in terms of serving as a host? Well, the thing for me, I like Sunday morning seeing all the bright, shiny faces come in the front door and high-fiving with the kids and all of that, and the relationships that you build with those that are also serving with us on Sunday mornings. And the thing Julie and I talked about that we like the most is the fact that we can do as a whole family. I mean, it's a great, as you said, easy way to get involved and uh, just feel like you're part of something. Thank you very much. Shall we thank Kelly and Julie? Thank you. Well, now, you got the invitation, but I also want to let you know that we can all be part of the crew on Sunday mornings. Open your bulletins. Every week in the bulletins, we have outlined for you some of what we call habits of hospitality, some of the basic front porch practices I would like to lift up and go over briefly today. Let's take a look. 
down the sidewalk and through the door. Second, wear a name tag once you get through the door. First service, I'm up here, you know, doing this talk. I had forgotten my name tag. Ouch, that was painful. Okay, step three, make meeting someone new one of your first priorities. Try that three-minute rule. Just take a couple minutes to reach out to someone you haven't met before you do the rounds of your buddies. Okay, step four, take time after worship for conversation. It's so easy to want to do the come and go thing. Give, give folks a couple minutes of your time and attention. It can just ramp up the love and joy and friendship quotient of our community. And five, consider this. On occasion, invite someone out that you had a chance to meet. Invite them out to lunch on Sunday or, or invite them out to coffee sometime later in the week. Chris Lyons is looking for anybody that will take him to Taco Bell. He's, he's our family ministry pastor. Um, secondly, um, uh, not only is God calling us to do that front porch thing here and, and to get it down, God is calling us to take it on the road, to take our front porch community into the community. Now, we can do it for one another by inviting each other into our homes, doing small groups, but we've also done it through special events like our church picnic. Wow, did our front porch team blow that one open. It made it a blessing to the whole community. And just this past Easter, the Front Porch team teamed up with, with Christ Kids uh, to put on what they called the extravaganza. It was a pancake breakfast and Easter egg hunt at Lenox Elementary School. And it welcomed over 150 to the breakfast and over 200 to the Easter egg hunt. It was wonderful. And I'd like to welcome forward Chris and Ed Oster, who helped make that event possible. You're welcome. So, uh, Chris and Ed, uh, first of all, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, how you got connected to Christ Church. Well, I work at Liberty, and Chris Lyons was on our site council the first few years we were open, so I met him. We happened to be looking for a church at that time, and he invited us. And I think from the, the first Sunday that we walked through the door, we just felt at home, and this was where we belonged. That's sweet. You've also gotten connected with the Front Porch team and helped put on... Uh, the extravaganza. Ed, could you describe kind of the, uh, a couple of the roles you guys played in making it happen? Well, Chris and I were the facilitators. We did have some contacts with the <clears throat> school district since we both worked for the school district. And there's all kinds of administration and fees and everything that are involved to be able to uh, use a school. But as soon as we mentioned that we were doing this for the kids, for the community, the school district waived the fees, which normally would have been four or five hundred dollars, to use the facility, only because we, when we had the words "kids" in there and community, they they stepped right up and says, "Okay, that's great." And the nice thing is, is that after the extravaganza, and we made touch back with the schools, they invited us back. Says it was such a wonderful event that they would like us to to come back and do it again next year. Oh, that is so great. Sweet. Um, so, so, Ed and Chris, what would you say are some of the, the blessings of being part of the event or of the event itself that you would just want to highlight today? Well, the Front Porch team is a great group to be involved with. And when we started planning this, we had no idea at all how it would turn out. And I think it exceeded all of our expectations. And we made some really good connections. As Ed said, we've been invited back next year. And it's just been wonderful to be out there and be involved with the community. Thank you so much. Shall we thank these cast of characters?
Well, not only is God calling us to front porch our community, God is calling us to be front porch people in our everyday lives. And I'd like to welcome forward uh, a, a Christchurch friend who just has a heart to light some fresh fires of, of invitation and outreach, personal invitation and outreach. His name is Tom Roach. Please come forward, Tom. So, Tom, again, the question, how did you and Sally first get connected at Christchurch? Through the front porch called the picnic. (laughs) We uh, attended the picnic at Shoot Park a couple of years ago, and that really was a a front porch for us. It, It let us... Uh, see all of you as our friends and neighbors and I think one of the neatest things about that event was that really caught my attention and Sally's too I think was before we got together and had a good time together as a community and meeting on that front porch uh, wherever that may be we served the community by picking up the rubbish in the park before we started sweet and so, Tom, how would you want to encourage us to be front porch people in, in our everyday lives? Well, I really get, we, we be a friend, share your hospitality that you share here every Sunday with one another, and reach out into the community and in the workplaces around you. Um, we are really good at sharing it here. I don't know. I don't see you at work or at school or where, wherever you may be. But are you being that friend? Are you being that, uh, sharing that hospitality? It sometimes may be a little hard for us to do, but golly goodness. That's what Jesus meant when he said, love one another as I love you. Just uh, greet someone, hug someone sometime. Uh, listen to them if they've got issues they want to deal with. Just get in connection. Converse with them. Don't try to convert them to anything. Just be a friend. Thank you so much, Tom. Should we express our thanks to Tom? You know, it isn't easy to take that step, to step out of our comfort zone, to break the ice with someone we haven't had a chance to meet yet. But just as Dell is saying so beautifully, A new friendship that strikes up could change a life and introduce them to the love of God and to the reality of God's love and grace for them and for their lives. Let's pray. Loving God, if ever we had an example of someone stepping out of the comfort zone to reach out to others, it is Jesus, your son. He left the throne of heaven to become one of us so that each and every one of us could come to know and experience not only your love for us, but to let that love break open in our lives so that others experience your love and the gift of friendship in Christ. In loving God, if we ever doubt, remind us again that Jesus comes even now to love and accept us just as he finds us in the midst of all our fears and failures, and He is mighty to save. He can move mountains. He can change hearts. In His name we pray. Amen.